game of the season for the Eskimos. Uh, they'll finish up on the road in Regina in a week and then play, of course, in Montreal in the playoffs and hopefully in Hamilton and then hopefully in Calgary. We'll see how that unfolds as uh, the next month plays itself out. Morley Scott along with Blake Dermott joined in the booth now by Eskimos president and CEO Chris Preston. How are you, Chris? I'm great. You got the hood up already. Yeah, yeah it's a bit chilly <laughs> yeah. for, a, for a Phoenician. He just, he just said we surprised he had the windows open in here. But yeah. right. Windows are always open. Man. Uh, yeah, your first taste of uh, cold weather football, I guess. Yeah, but I like it. At uh, Downtown where I'm living, it was snowing fairly hard last night. I really enjoyed it. I wish it would have stuck as long as it would have blown off by this morning so we would have had a nice clean field but uh certainly a change of pace for me but something that i enjoy as well but yes it's definitely more brisk than it would be in phoenix yes indeed uh <laughs> you uh, are at uh, your fourth home game i think this is as as uh, president uh, joining the eskimos uh comfort levels obviously i imagine sitting in and you're kind of finding your way around things yeah i am i uh i'm about two people away from having really interviewed everyone in the company uh, from the coaches to the front office members and I just want to make sure I have a good sense of who does what and uh, what they bring to the table and uh, I want to make sure that I understand what they do as well. I, I find oftentimes that people in my position think they understand what people do, but you really don't until you talk to them. And uh, they like to tell you in their words, and I like them to tell me in their words versus what the job description says. What's the biggest thing that's jumped out at you uh, so far since you've been in Edmonton and been on the job? Uh, on a positive, I think the people, um, the, the welcomeness and the welcoming ways of Edmontonians, uh, certainly that's what I was told before I came, and that's one of the biggest reasons I did come because that's how it is in Oklahoma. Uh, from a negative, um, not necessarily too many negatives. I think there's a ton to work with here. I think there's a ton that we do right, and I think there's a ton we can improve on, which is exciting to me. I was going to say, are you are you uh, at this point in your tenure here? Are you deep into strategic planning for next for next year, or are you, is, has, has that begun yet? It has begun, and we're about two weeks into it. We have an offsite um, planning meeting with the leadership team on Monday. It'll be an all-day event, and we have a board meeting on Tuesday. So we'll present on Tuesday kind of the skeleton to what we plan to do in 2020, and then we'll build on that skeleton, put the meat on the bones over the next two months, and we'll present our fully baked plan at our board meeting in December. I know you've been watching from afar for the first half of the season, and you've been here close for the second half of the season, basically. Uh, from what we've seen this year, are we gonna, do, you, do you think we'll see a lot of changes in the building and the way the team operates next year? You know, I don't know about that. Uh, it's, it's too early for me to say. I mean, there are a ton of things I'd like to do. I don't know how feasible some of them are. So we have to work through that as a team and see what direction, you know, the group wants to go. It's not necessarily all about me and what I want to do. It's about what my other leaders and our uh, other people in our building want to do as well. And it's important for me to get their input. But I think you'll see some changes. But, again, there are much more changes that we'd probably like to do that probably aren't realistic as well. And that's what we plan to work through on Monday. Clinching a playoff spot uh, two weeks ago in the game against the BC Lions. Imagine, I, I know there's more work to do, and you'd still like to have a better record than you do and everything, but I imagine for the whole organization, just kind of a sigh of relief to get back into the playoffs. It is, no matter where I've been or what sport I've been in. Obviously, you can't win anything until you get in the playoffs, yeah. and uh, Blake knows that. Once you get in, anything can happen, and certainly uh, we hope that's the case here. EE3, tell me about that. That's uh, kind of your marketing right now for season ticket holders? It is, and we you know we want a lengthy commitment. Certainly, in order for us to build our business and continue to do it long-term, we need long-term commitment because the backbone of our business is season seat holders. And this EE3 commitment allows you to 
commit for three years. We ask you to commit for three years, and certainly that allows us to plan a little bit better uh, as opposed to trying to determine if somebody's coming back or not each and every year, which is a bit more difficult for us to manage our business. Ticket sales is the big thing in the CFL, obviously. Uh, this year we've seen the numbers drop a little bit around the league. Uh, 25,000 seems to be the new 30,000. 30,000 was kind of the, the mark that the Eskimos and the Riders always got to and everybody else strived to get to. Um, you're coming from from a different perspective, from outside, and you're not used to those other numbers. Does that give you kind of a fresh take on it and maybe the ability to, to help change things? Yeah, I think so. I think when you look at what's going on within our league, it's the same that's going on in Major League Baseball and the NBA and all the other leagues, to be honest with you. Having come from a, an environment where half my job was in the NBA, they had the same concerns. And uh, when you look at places around the league, you can see where there's concern. When you look at the NFL, if you watch a Jacksonville Jaguars game, you're going to see... Uh, less numbers than you see in the CFL at the moment, depending upon who they play. And I think that's a big part of it is, you know, we're really going to press the league hard this year in terms of scheduling. Uh, certainly doesn't help us to have Saskatchewan late in October. Yeah. We'd like to have Saskatchewan late in July or uh, in the middle part or early part of August. And then we would have 45,000 fans here. With it cool weather tonight, um, it's a bit more challenging to get people to the game. And so we're trying to maximize what we can from an opponent standpoint and be strategic in how we do it but we have to work within the TSN schedule as well. You know, the, one of the things that's always impacted crowds, of course, is the walk-up in the CFL is, is so important. But this year was just horrific weather at times, uh, and, and that's impacted it. So so there's got to be some sort of strategy going forward to try to tr- try to take as much of the weather part out of the game by making it more attractive for people to be at the game as far as the, uh, the experience. Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, you know, those are all things that we've talked about. Those will, are all things that we'll continue to talk about. And you're right. How do we mitigate our risk when the weather does turn bad? Because we know it's going to year after yeah. year. And uh, certainly we can't control that. But we want to make sure that fans have, as you said, a, a nice experience when they come. They feel engaged. They want to come to the game regardless of the weather. And hopefully when we get to this point in the year and the weather begins to change, we're in a tight game for uh, meaningful points and, and meaningful games down the stretch and positioning. And uh, certainly that will help attract people as well. Any? Can you give us a hint on today? How are the numbers shaping up for today? We were at about 30,000 in terms of the pre-sale, so I, I don't suspect we'll have a massive walk-up just because of the weather, more so because of the wind than anything. Mm-hmm. I think people could handle uh, the temperature if the wind would die down a bit. So hopefully we'll be surprised, and hopefully Saskatchewan will bring a bunch of people as well, and uh, we'll have a nice night of football. Yeah. Yeah, it's always an interesting night. I know it's your first chance to see the Riders. Uh, interesting night when the Riders go anywhere in the CFL. And as you've seen by watching on TV, it doesn't matter where they play. There's uh, there's green and white in the stands, and, uh, and it's everybody's second favorite team, sort of. And they draw a big crowd. So. Oh, when I, when I was down at the Super Bowl four years ago, I think I saw Jeff Fairholme in one of the men's rooms. Uh, there was Saskatchewan jerseys <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> well, I'm excited. I'm going down next week, and it's my first chance to, to head down that direction. So I'm excited to see it and talk to one of my old friends who was a hockey coach of mine from Fairlight the other night, and he was very complimentary of Regina and all that they have going on. All right, it's it's a great football town. There's no doubt about that. Hosting a big hockey game today at the at Mosaic Stadium as well. Uh, Chris Preston, thanks for your time today. Appreciate it. Enjoy the game. You bet. Stay warm. Will do. All right. It's